0: Everyone relax. This is too fun. Ironical, I'm not relaxed. Hello, welcome to FOFOP. I'm Will Anderson and uh guest Charlie Corson, first time guest Charlie Corson, very happy to have him here. We have talked about him on the previous podcast, and I was worried that I was mispronouncing his name, but I seem to have nailed it. Uh, it's Randy Lidke. How are you, Randy? I'm good, how are you? Did I get that all right?
1: Yeah, Lidke. That was all right. I mean, it's tough because you have an Australian accent. So I made a- like, you're pronouncing it Australian hmm. sounding. I've never heard it like that before, but it, it sounds very similar. It's like
0: when I have uh, Graham Elwood on, because uh-huh. uh, he will say, Graham, Graham Elwood, uh-huh. like, you know, like a Graham Graham. But I can't say that. I have to say Graham Graham which is not how he says his name oh. so the whole time I'm like saying his name correctly but I'm not really saying it how he's used yeah, to yeah
1: that's like going to Spain and being like Spain right I'm pronouncing it right right Spain <laughs> they're like no you're saying it incorrectly
0: well Graham is more like because it's spelled Graham like that's uh. all that you know it's 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 has an H in it. It's got an H in it. Yeah. It's Graham, right? Graham, right. It's like mm-hmm. aluminium, mm-hmm. right? Like you guys would be aluminium. Yeah,
1: I've heard that recently. So
0: if like aluminium. So if your name's aluminium, right? But it's spelled <laughs> aluminium, okay. right? Yeah, and which yeah. it could be in this day and age. Uh, yeah. With the crazy names that people have these days, they've yeah. like, they've got they've got their kid mm-hmm. and they've called it aluminium or aluminium because uh, it's American. Yeah. But yeah. then when that person goes to Australia, are they still aluminium or oh. are they aluminium?
1: Yeah, probably aluminium. But they don't, they don't ever, someone calls their name, they don't turn around right. the way they're not used to
0: it. And also, you know, is 50 cent 25p in the UK? Oh. Does he tour? Like Oh, I don't even know. The exchange rate. I'd yeah. like if it, I'd like if 50 cent did that, that every time he toured to a different country, yeah. he changed his name, but also <laughs> appropriately checked the exchange rate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So in yep. Canada, what, he'd be like 59 cents.
0: Yeah. 59 cents. <laughs> or
1: something like that. <laughs> I, I didn't check.
0: Now Randy It's very nice to have you On the podcast Thank I appreciate you. that Oh yeah uh, We were having a quick chat Off air about You know People getting You, know, you, you can drink It's okay It's not
1: we... I almost took a drink Out of the microphone Right I was really confused You got confused As to which one was which yeah. I
0: did that uh, We were both in Montreal Doing Just for Laughs uh-huh. And uh, I did Deanne Smith's show Do you know Deanne Smith? I know of her yeah She's a really funny comedian mm-hmm. And she did this like Burlesque late night Sort of variety show So yeah. it's like a burlesque act Then like a comedian Then a burlesque act And it's a great gig. It's late night. They're an awesome audience. It's the most fun gig you have of the whole festival. Like, it's not like a... There's no industry there, you know? It's just relaxed. Yeah, it's relaxed. Like, my manager from Australia snuck in. I didn't know he was at the show. And he was like, I've seen you tell those jokes, like, a hundred times. And tonight was the funniest they've ever been. I said, because of the show. Totally. And so, at that show, I was having so much fun that I had one of those moments like you were mm-hmm. just about to have, mm-hmm. where I wanted to put my beer down on the stool and continue talking into the microphone, yeah. but because I had them both in the hands, I put the microphone <laughs> down and just continued talking into <laughs> hey, my beer. Yeah. And they were like, this guy's a genius. <laughs>
1: was it a beer bottle? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've almost done that, where I t- try to take a drink out of a microphone and, uh, while holding a beer bottle.
0: Well, I can imagine you doing that. I've talked a lot so far. We're going to get to you talking. I'm sorry. I've started talking a lot so far. I feel like we're doing all right together so Okay. So, um, (laughs) I want to ask you this because I want to give people who might not know you a bit of a feel for who you are, you know. Definitely. Um, And I don't know you that well. We've just got to know each other. So, Mm -hmm. this is going to be kind of fun for me as well. But I know you first from your act because I saw you before I had... Met you, yeah, yeah, and you are one of those people that I would say, if you got got up on stage and just like put the microphone down and started talking into the beer bottle, people would be like, Yeah, this
1: fits uh, in with the <laughs> rest of it, yeah, right? yeah, totally, yeah.
0: Where that style of humor, like the humor that you do, where mm-hmm. did that come from? Who, like, what, who did you grow up liking, or was it a thing that you were just doing with your friends, or where does it come from?
1: Uh, well, uh, I'd say. I guess when I first, started, like when I was a young child, like I don't have the stories of like listening to Bill Cosby or Steve Martin, like most of my comedian friends are like, oh, I listen to that album every single day. But uh, I just always liked comedy. And if it was ever on TV, I would I'd be like, oh, sweet. Like we didn't have cable, but if we were in a hotel, right. I'd be like, oh, Comedy Central is on. <laughs> and I would just watch whoever it was. And um, once I got into college, I started seeing things on TV that were not like what, I was used to stand up being, uh-huh. and I was like, I was like, oh, there's no rules. Like the only rule is you have a microphone, or I mean, you, I guess you could skip. Or that. a beer. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So I realized I was like, oh, you just get up there, and there was very like, like uh, you know, Leo Allen.
0: No. Leo Allen,
1: New York comedian. Now he's like a writer, and um, Eric Sloven. Uh huh. They had a duo called Sloven and Allen, and they were very like vaudevillian. And then later, Leo started doing just like solo stand-up and got a half hour on Comedy Central, but like that, seeing that, and that's like not a very old reference. That's like I don't know, two (laughs) thousand. You know what I mean? But seeing that and being like, like they were literally doing like like sketches and kind of like campfire skits like two people would come out and then they would like do a thing and then they would be done with that bit and come back and do another thing so i was like that's really cool and then obviously around the same time was like zach galifianakis and dimitri martin who were like experimenting with uh weird things which later became not so weird as everyone started to emulate them but um i guess just like freshman sophomore year in college i would see all these people doing things that weren't classic stand-up and then i would try to that's when i first started i would do okay
0: so tell me where you came from where are you from originally okay i grew up in oregon yeah so and and then i so i've been to portland okay i so i did bridgetown that's Uh what we hung out in bridgetown a little bit and i loved it
1: yeah, Oregon's great.
0: My god. Like I know that the whole joke is like the dream of the 90s is alive in Portland, uh-huh. but I'm a child of the 90s. Like the 90s was my like when I was coming out of college, yeah. like into being like an adult out on my own. Uh-huh. Like my passport photo from that time. Like, you're like, oh, right. Were you an Eddie Vedder body double? Did he hire you for the tour just in case someone tried to take a shot at him? You had just stand there. Yeah. Like, I loved that. So, when I went to Portland, it was mm. like I had time traveled to a place where I had superpowers. Yeah. I was like, I understand all these references. <laughs> I sat in a cafe for an hour and a half and, like, recognized every song that were playing. Yeah. I was like,
1: Yeah, Oregon is cool. And people are very into moving there now. And actually, what's happening is people have an idea and I think it's happening in Austin too where like oh I've never been there but I know what it's all about I'll move there because that's what I'm about and then it becomes more and more what people think it is, yeah, because people are moving there without really knowing what it is.
0: Well, that's basically what happens all the time, yeah. though, isn't it? I mean, Absolutely. that's the Williamsburg in New York yes. thing, or whatever. Like yeah, all the yeah. people move in who go, "Oh, yeah, I want that." Yeah, and then all the people who came up with that, they're like, <laughs> "Oh no, we were just sitting on milk crates because we have no money." Yeah, yeah. Like so, now we have to move to another place totally. <laughs> where we can live for no money. Yeah. So, so whereabouts in Oregon were you?
1: Uh, I grew up well, for the m- most. Most of the time in central Oregon, Mm -hmm. near a town called Bend, which is kind of the biggest town east of the Cascade
0: Mountains. And it's called Bend, B-E-N-D? Bend, yeah. Like, why?
1: Um, Maybe because there's a bend in the river there or something, I don't know. But Uh, it's not
0: even called, like, Rivers Bend. No, it's called Bend. It's just called Bend.
1: Bend, Oregon, and then... We're
0: done. One syllable. We're not (laughs) fucking around.
1: There's some worse... uh, There's a town in Oregon called Boring... I would say seriously. Huh? Boring Oregon. And then there's a, <laughs> the, seriously. Yeah, yeah.
0: Somebody wasn't really trying hard. Name no. when they were in Oregon. They were like, "This one's gonna bend. That's bend.
1: Yeah, yeah. That one. This one's boring." And then Portland's like um, named after Portland, Maine. Oh, was it really? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the story is whoever was about to name it, they were trying to like kiss up to political people in a certain area, and they were either going to name it Boston or Portland, and they decided on Portland.
0: <laughs> I mean so technically it could have been called like Gotham. Yeah or yeah. something. Could have been anything. Right, wow.
1: Um but yeah, a small town. Oh uh, there's another town in Oregon called Nimrod. <laughs> Nimrod, Oregon. Uh but yeah. So I grew up in a town called Redmond and uh very small. When I lived there it was probably like seven thousand people and now it's grown to like twenty thousand people. Uh-huh, sure. Uh and, and
0: and family like uh, mom and a dad.
1: Yeah, mom, dad, brother. Uh, brother now lives up near Seattle. Older or younger? Older brother. Four, okay, four years older. All right. Uh,
0: has he has
1: four kids?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that now? Is that because my brother and sister are both younger uh-huh. than me? But they both have like my brother took over the farm. I'm a farm kid. Oh, okay. My brother took over the farm and uh, most like had two kids, and my sister's got four kids. Okay. So basically, that means that I can go around the world telling dick jokes to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my, yeah my 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 parents are fine. They've yeah. got heaps of grandkids. Is that similar with you?
1: I think so. I mean, they know that what i'm doing is a different like my brother got married like the last year in college was like okay we're gonna get married next year and then you know went into a job and then started having kids the reason they have four is because they were like let's have one more kid and they had twins <laughs> and uh, so they doubled their kids right nice <laughs> double or nothing yep and because they, they wanted girl they had two boys and then uh-huh. they ended up getting two girl twin baby girls
0: okay well yeah. that's good though
1: yeah yeah no it's good and um but as far as for grandparents and stuff, that that's they're like, well, we'd like grandkids and we're not going to put too much pressure on Randy because we already got a whole bunch of them. Right. Good. But, uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. So, y- y-
0: growing up, what did your parents do?
1: Uh, my dad is a forester. Well, he'd just retired.
0: What does that mean, a forester? A
1: forester means... Well, he worked for the state forestry, Oregon State Forestry, which means he managed private the private land so anything like forest fires um or issues with loggers
0: right i can say so i grew up in a town well outside a town called hayfield Uh my parents are farmers but hayfield which is only about 1200 people It's a timber town. It's a logging town. So the main industry in town was like a lot of people giving each other high threes. You know, a lot Mm. of people with no fingers, Mm -hmm. like had grown up like chopping down (laughs) trees all their life. That is like, you know, the basketball team was called the loggers. It was... It, so they out like our family might have been the natural enemies of your family. Uh, <laughs> we we might have been like the Hatfields and McCoys if we grew no, up.
1: No, no, no. Like my dad's not like anti-logging or anything. Okay, my dad that's actually, part of the gig. Yeah, it's just right. like he. It's just like land management, basically. Sure. And, and if there's forest fires, their job is to organize everybody to fight them. And then like Forest Service is national. So any like. You know, national forests or like areas that the the nation's land. You know, okay, sure, like Yosemite uh-huh. and stuff like that. That's national forest land. Um, so he he would just have to deal with all that. And I actually met my mom mom when he was a lumberjack in New Mexico. Really? Yeah. So it's funny because like I. Look like a lumberjack. You do. You yes.
0: have a lumberjack look. <laughs> like you don't look like knowing you. You don't look necessarily like a guy that would do a lot of lumberjacking. No, I don't. But you're certainly a guy, <laughs> much like those people who've moved to Portland. Yeah, yeah, who've taken the look but aren't actually from Portland. Mm. I mean, at least you're from there. But you have just gone. No, I'm taking this lumberjack look to yeah, stage. This is what I am. Yeah. And now so- was that Monty Python lumberjack song big in the US? Like I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Because I imagine if you're like grow up in in a family yeah. where like dad's a lumberjack. Is that the sort of thing that gets bandied um, around?
1: No. I mean maybe maybe in some circles. Right. Um, I didn't
0: You I, weren't aware on it. it no wasn't I wasn't your my radar. parents weren't
1: like they didn't like introduce me to uh, like comedy. I mean that they, they liked things that were funny. Right. <laughs> they went they, they went they went to funny things and yeah. um, but no nothing that they handed Like, the music that my dad listened to was all, like, trumpet focus. He played trumpet growing up. Okay. So it was, like, anything with trumpet. And those were, like, the only albums we had in the house, really. Right. Were, like, uh, like, Chuck Mangione who is a flugel horn player oh, and sure. like blood, sweat and tears <laughs> and like all anything. Cause like, those are all very different from each other. What
0: about like Louis Armstrong and stuff like that? Was it, or is that different? A
1: little bit. He liked the kind of seventies, eighties, like lots of Chicago right. or, and like, like a Chicago song was played at my parents' wedding <laughs> and uh, anything with horns, you know? Right. But, uh, No, not a lot of comedy albums in the mix there.
0: I like that. That's an interesting thing. Uh, People who listen to the podcast regularly, and there might be new people. Welcome if you're new people. Uh, But people who listen regularly know that my accountant in Australia used to be, uh, well, and still is, in in the... the brass section of one of australia's biggest rock bands oh, a band okay. called hunters and collectors and they okay. very much that 80s sort of like you know had a big horn section uh-huh. and he like is you know and then they you know, essentially retired but now they've made a big comeback and gone in the hall of fame and they're back on the road oh, so nice. occasionally i like, will get messages from my accountant saying things like I, I can't get to those books for two weeks because we're doing support for bruce springsteen <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> Yeah, that
1: there's all sorts of good horn sections. Uh, trying to think, I mean, blood, sweat, and tears was pretty good. If you ever heard it,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I know it's blood, like, sweat, funky, and tears, super funky, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so tell me uh, what you were like growing up. Tell me what like uh, like young life young, is, is is like for you.
1: Young Randy, yeah. I played a lot of sports. I yeah. Would, okay. So because you're a bigger
0: guy, and yeah. I, I'm a bigger guy as well. So normally sports what sort of sports did you play uh
1: i played basketball mm-hmm. uh soccer yep and i played uh tennis in high school just because i had like an off season and so our tennis team was terrible so i was like i'll i'll play that right i was bad though um
0: were you good at any of them which what, uh, what one would have been the one yeah
1: that- no i was good at basketball and soccer i i played um by my senior year in high school uh, I wasn't so much into the basketball anymore. I kind of like wanted to quit every every day. Sure, <laughs> like I had my bags packed to quit every day. Like, <laughs> like I hated it. Like I had fantasies about it. just because like me and the coach didn't get along and yeah. he wasn't like playing me that much. And um, not not to be like he should have played me because I was the best, but I was right. And- <laughs> Because, like, the year before, I was playing a lot, and I was scoring a lot of points. But we had this young guy that was, like, a freshman, and he was really tall. So they wanted to, like...
0: Blood him through. Yeah. Yeah, you were old years. And it
1: worked out, because he played, like, you know... Uh, whatever, but He played at University of Oregon. Right, yeah. He yeah. played in like and the American game that young man Games, was so. LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a guy, he's been playing in Italy. <laughs> sure. And now he's like just trying to get into the NBA, but it might not work out for him.
0: When you look back on uh, playing sports mm-hmm. as a child, because I played a lot. Yeah. Like, In fact, when I was about 16, the thing that I thought I was going to do with my life, not wanted to do with my life, was convinced was going to do with my life, was to play professional Australian football. Okay. And I was... Looking back, probably never good enough to do it. Uh-huh. But like I was certainly in all those squads and zones and teams and stuff. Mm. And I knew guys like the, the the guy from my team, like my cousin, who i like been at the same level as or went on and played in that league. I don't think that I ever could have, uh-huh. by the way. But that's what I believed was going to be the case. I wish that I could go back now with the brain that I have mm. and enjoy those sports more than I did at the time. yeah. Cause there was a point when as a kid I played them, it was just pure fun. But then there was a point when I started to think about it seriously, totally. where the same thing as you're having, everything becomes a drama. You're always going to quit or you're always going to like, you know, and I just wish now as an adult, I just knew that it didn't really fucking matter. Oh, I And know. I could have just gone back and had some fun.
1: Yeah. That's such a problem with youth sports is they become like a business and, and like, not to knock. If anyone's like a like a child sport coach, that's an important job. But yeah. also, this is a
0: big podcast for child sport coaches. <laughs> they the use one. this as motivation. They get a lot of their
1: philosophy from this. I just had like I had some good coaches, but I also had some coaches that I'm like, looking back, I'm like, you didn't matter to me. Like, right. like you were you you put so much. You, you smashed a thing against the wall over a kid missing it you know what i mean right Where it's like like a tiny like when i look at what a 16 year old looks like now i'm like nah like i i'm like those are elementary school kids like they look so tiny
0: i heard years later and i, I don't know if this is 100 percent true but the person <laughs> who told me it like told me it didn't tell me it as some big revelation yeah. literally just was talking about it in a conversation you know when someone's saying something that they assume you also knew was true yeah, and yeah. so they're just saying it uh-huh. and then you're like hey i'm um, that thing you just said, what do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had, um, when I was playing in the... Because I'd played when I was under 15s. They had an under 9. So basically it would go, I think, under 11s, under 13s, under 15s. And then there was an under 19s. So like, basically we'd play an under 15s until... And then you play in the under... I think that's right. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was like 14 and I was playing in the under-19s. And I had a really great season. Like It's uh, like in the league, Best and Ferris, like it was in the top five or whatever, mm-hmm. came second in our club, Best and Ferris, as like a 14-year-old kid, right? Mm-hmm. So the next year, like when I was 15, the, the senior team, like the adult team, like I got an opportunity to play in like the the intra-club match, like where they picked the two like teams of people that would probably fight out for that senior team. I got to play in this practice game. Uh-huh. And they played me on, like, the best player, like, on the team. And he killed me. I was a child. And he was a man. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Like, a a Mm grown-ass successful man playing on a fucking child. Like, a child who still thought his mum didn't know what he was doing with the socks next to his bed. Like, a child. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, and I heard years later that the coach at the time, didn't like my dad and had played me on this guy because this guy was like (laughs) now fuck fuck my dad like i'm gonna fuck his son up against this best guy silly and this was a man like a grown-ass coach man of an adult team like tried to destroy a fucking 15 year old kid to like because he didn't like his dad i'm like my god
1: yeah it's crazy yeah it it drives me crazy when i think about that type of stuff because it was like totally my world and like it affected me and then now, like this the year i'm out of high school i forgot that high school sports existed right where i was like wait you guys are still doing that that was really important last year right
0: you know you can't smoke pot when you do that (laughs) (laughs) you know you can't drink heavily well you probably can drink heavily so tell me about, so you finished high school, you go to college. Where do you go to college? I went to college in Washington
1: State, Washington State University, which uh-huh. is like right next to the Idaho border. So very Eastern, small town again, uh-huh. um, similar climate to where I grew up, like where I grew up in Oregon didn't rain. Most of Oregon is very rainy.
0: But, yeah. I was going to say,
1: um, actually not most of Oregon, but where most people live. So like that, that Western part of Oregon is very rainy. Um, So I went to a school in the town called Pullman, Washington. Uh There's like 20,000 college students. Because
0: Bill Pullman was there when they first came through.
1: (laughs) No, it's named after the Pullman cars, which are part of a train. I don't know. Okay. It it was also a bid to get a train uh, to go through their town, I think. (laughs) It's just like really pathetic (laughs) (laughs) Northwesterners being like, we'll
0: name a thing after you. (laughs) We'll name our town after a bit of a train. Yeah, yeah. Not like, not train town yeah not like you know <laughs> best stop on the route
1: yeah wheel yeah wheel. wheel. <laughs> come down to wheel uh yeah and it was like a very it was like the ultimate college town it was in the middle of nowhere okay tons of college kids and like the town only had like three thousand regular people so that's
0: fun right i imagine it was Be- very
1: fun um i look back at the people that i went to school with just like the the types of people and i was just like i was i was like that like it's just like faceless what do you mean by that? i don't know just like because it was kind of an ag school like university of washington is like the the cool seattle school and then then uh washington state is kind of like the farmers school and and when i tell people i went there they're like oh yeah anyone could go there like it was (laughs) was like like people made fun of it and i was like really (laughs) Whereas like I only applied to, to, I applied to there and University of Oregon, which is like a good school, but they're both big state schools. Yep. and uh, I got accepted to both, and I just chose one that was like farther away from where I grew up. Uh-huh. Uh But it was just like,
0: uh, so what's know. life like at an American college? How long? What were you studying? I don't even know. Right. Good. <laughs> so. <laughs> well,
1: initially i know, man <laughs>
0: and I, that says everything <laughs> you need to know
1: was well, okay uh, uh, american uh, university uh, expensive very expensive yep. i was paying out of state tuition which was stupid but
0: so tell me how that works so how long were you at uh, uh, is it college university yeah, what do they call it a college, college. college yeah so how long were you there for um, how long were you there for how long were you meant to be there for well it's supposed to be you're supposed to get are it, they the same answer <laughs>
1: Just <laughs> to get a degree in four years—that's yep. like the plan. Yep. Um, mine was a little over five. Okay. Well, that's not bad. Um, for a couple of reasons, mm-hmm. I uh, and the school that I was at was on uh, semesters, which means there's just two chunks. Like you have, you take two series of classes. Oh, yeah. Okay. And sure. then a lot of the schools are on trimesters, where you take three. So I, I got really sick. I got mono, and I had to move home, and I had to like basically take a medical withdrawal for a whole semester
0: wow so,
1: so that means like half of a school year is now worthless instead of one third so then it's like well now i have to keep going and then also i decided i wanted to transfer at one point right from the course you didn't know what it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're
0: like i don't know what i'm doing yeah. i should transfer to something else
1: yeah uh, so i transferred accidentally
0: to- transferred into the same thing because you no, didn't know well i transferred
1: to a different <laughs> school i went back to oh, oregon and i okay. went to oregon state um, so I packed up all my stuff. I uh, applied for a, at a different school. I got mm. accepted, and it was a big headache to figure out how these like semester credits transfer to trimester credits. And then I um, I basically failed all of my
0: classes in <laughs> Oregon, <laughs> so I could transfer. Then
1: yeah, I was like, I stopped like. The main issue was I had to, I didn't have to take math anymore. I was already done with math. Uh-huh. And then I at this school, it was like, no, you need one more math class. And it was like I tried so hard and I, <laughs> I failed the first test. right? And I was like, well, if that's how I do when I try, I may as yeah. well just stop trying.
0: Maybe I was going to a university yeah. everybody could be. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were yeah. right, those no, taunters.
1: No. And I just stopped going to like all my classes. I failed right. a class called walking what it was like a physical education class called walking Walking. it was a walking class
0: so hang on what do you do in a walking class well we
1: go we talk about like exercise but then we would just go for walks right and I just, less talking,
0: more walking. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I just was like, joke around. Like I took a friend to like a store and we bought crazy clothes and we like would go on the walks in these crazy, right. clothes, like big bright pink jackets. I and feel stuff.
0: like that should be extra credit.
1: I know. And then I, the people, I would just like make fun of the people who took it really seriously. I was kind of a,
0: okay. an idiot. Sure. The
1: people who were, like, who were like trying to win the walks, I would like spend one day trying to make sure that they wouldn't win. <laughs> Cause it was like, why are you taking this so seriously? Right. Um, I should have taken it more seriously now that I think if I failed all of them.
0: Uh. No, well, I mean, I'm not the person who first made this uh, observation, uh, yeah. and I don't know who I can credit it to, but I, like, all I'm saying is I did not make this up. But, you know, uh, somebody said, one, and I think I'll talking about the walk in the Olympics, mm-hmm. but they were saying even if you are the fastest walker in the world, you're essentially just behind the slowest jogger. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> it's not that impressive. Totally. Like, yeah, I know they
0: can go faster than that by the way. By the time people (laughs) go, no, actually, professional workers can go faster than you can joke. Yeah, Yeah, you're
1: gonna have a bunch of Email That person who came up with the joke, not me. Yeah, um, so yeah, I failed all my classes, and then, um, I actually started dating a girl who was living back at the old school. Oh, yeah, okay, so I was like, I'm gonna go back to that old school, sure. So I went back and I was like, Well, I don't have any credits to transfer back, I failed them all. Uh, and then I realized that I didn't have to reapply because basically to that college, I had just didn't enroll for a term. So then I just came back and acted right. like nothing was up.
0: Ah, oh, it was like the, it was, it was your Ross and Rachel. We were on a break. <laughs> yeah, it We was, were on a break. It, it was, doesn't count. It
1: was so dumb. And I just like had to move all my stuff back. It was like a six hour. You had
0: drive. some tawdry, like one night stand yeah. with this like college. It went terribly. And you'd yeah. come back with like, your, Hey guys, you still love me, right?
1: Yeah. So, that basically, I missed a whole year of school. Yeah, right. And uh, so, yeah, it took me five years plus a summer term, and then I graduated. I got a degree, uh, which I have never used No,
0: but once. But so, what is it like, uh, and I don't need exact figures, but I just like, I think particularly the Australian listeners mm-hmm. are interested in this, like, because we hear so much about the costs of the American yeah. university system, and in Australia, it's becoming like in the 70s in Australia hmm. uh, your, your university education was completely free okay. completely free cool. and since since then it's becoming less and less free yeah but but nowhere to the point where the American system is now so what happens with do you do you have to take out a, a loan to go to university or how does it, how does that work
1: yeah basically I mean you can get um, some sort of like financial aid depending on whatever um which I, I did get a little bit but i wasn't like i would my family was middle class mm-hmm. so there's not like too much financial aid for someone who's like doing okay you know what i mean if we were doing great we wouldn't need it but we're like right in the middle right. um but basically yeah you take you take out um school loans and and stuff my parents helped me for a lot of it that was like the biggest driving thing was like i was like i don't want to be in school anymore and they're like all right if you drop out we're not going to help you at all right so i was like i guess i'm staying (laughs) (laughs) i guess i guess i'll graduate right out of those
0: two options yeah
1: yeah because right near the end i was just like this is so useless Uh and like i had fun but i also like don't, like the school that I went to, you know, people are like alumni associations where you sure. donate tons of money to the school because you're like, oh, the best years of my life. Like, fuck my school. <laughs> like, like, the worst... School, like they—they they screwed me over so many times. Right, like I don't want to give them a cent of my money. Um,
0: so you're not one of those people who's still got the, you know, the the college uh, jersey and you no, know, no, I follows mean, the team and no,
1: and I, I mean, I mean, though I followed the team when I was there because it was easy to do because
0: right, yeah, yeah. no, I, I get that. Yeah, I'm totally into following the team while you're there. Yeah, but America more than anywhere I've been, you still see 70 year old dudes yeah. walking around in their college shirt, uh-huh. and you're like you know what did anything cool happen to you happen in the last 50 years (laughs) like you can't update that t-shirt you didn't go to one neil diamond concert that you enjoyed more than (laughs) college.
1: yeah that's great um yeah i mean that that, that's like i guess you know you're more grown up but it's still four years like that'd be like if you just always wore your high school shirt (laughs) right like i love this high school their colors are cool and i had a great time there I'm super into this red shirt from my high school.
0: I've been doing comedy uh, on uh, the 10th. So, what is it today? Like the 4th or the 5th or something? And so, oh. on, the, on the 10th, I will have been doing it for 19 years. Okay. And before that, I was a journalist. My my degrees in journalism. But I didn't work long as a journalist. I started doing stand-up pretty, uh-huh. you know, six months after I finished my degree. Okay. So, like, I had like a year and a half of work. One year when I was at uni kind of thing and then a little bit afterwards. But not much. Mm-hmm. I guess because like you are mostly interviewed by journalists it's something that they're interested in so it still comes up all the time in interviews people will be like tell us about you know when you were a journalist and I'm like it's 19 years ago that's (laughs) like at the end of high school you say hey what was it like to be sperm because that's (laughs) how many years it's been since I did that I have no idea is journalism (laughs) even a thing still yeah
1: no it's not no No, it is but it's not
0: not really we're all
1: journalists now
0: yeah (laughs) so tell. so then when does stand-up come in where does comedy come into your life um, like you know the more as in like this is something that i might do in yeah. my life
1: well i mean initially when i went to school i wanted i, I was going for advertising because mm. i thought that was like i didn't realize you could be a comedian or sure. in entertainment in any, any type of way like it just it wasn't like something that i could tell my parents like yeah i think i'm just gonna be a comedian right, All right. um So I went for advertising because I thought that's what you did in advertising was, like, come up with funny jokes for TV commercials. Right. And then once I was in the School of Communications at my college, it was all about, like, statistics and stuff. And I was like, oh, I hate this.
0: Oh, yeah, no, no, I don't want to be that. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be the guy who comes in and just, like, comes up with these amazing ideas and then just goes into my room that's filled with balls. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, so I I, I stopped. That's when I transferred. Once I realized I was like, oh, I've been here for two years for no reason. Right. And so I just got whatever. I I was really interested in like psychology and sociology. So I did that as well as like restaurant management stuff. I cooked in kitchens for a long time. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And do you still cook? Yeah, I cook a lot. Actually, uh, the last few years in LA that I had a day job, I was working with coffee. Uh-huh. I was like a fancy barista. Sure. <laughs> I say that to, cl- to like separate myself from Starbucks baristas, which sure. no offense if you're a Starbucks barista, um, but we're not the same. And uh, <laughs> where I tell people, I go, I'm like, ah, it's so great not having a day job anymore. Right. what did you used to do? I was a barista. And they're like, yeah, me too. And I was like, ah, no, you yep.
0: weren't. Right. You're like one of those comics, where, like, you know, when some people, you look at Starbucks baristas in the same way as like someone who's done six open mics and starts calling themselves a comedian. Yeah. yeah. you like, <laughs> no 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 no
1: you like Which <laughs> you know there's a need for everything that's out there maybe that's not true but um, what I do I, <laughs> I understand like true. the coffee there is that not I... a
0: need for everything that's out there <laughs> the,
1: co- the coffee that I like am interested in I, I realize it's not for everybody yeah. people, people can make fun of it and
0: that's fine it's not for you um, yeah you're mostly talking to Australians here though like I and mean they like the, yeah they... Australia like coffee culture coffee culture totally. massive coffee culture yeah, yeah like in Australia you know people are proud of saying that you know yeah yeah the, the Italians invented it and we perfected it you know like people love coffee there totally yeah that's what i was doing i was like
1: home roasting my own coffee and i cooked in kitchens through college and then my first like three years in la and i was like i need to get out of a kitchen and kind of in the front of the house so i figured out like i was already interested in coffee and was able to trick someone into hiring me and then like learned espresso machines um but backpedaling My last year in college, I decided that, oh, girlfriend broke up with me. Okay. And I was like, oh, because we were both about to graduate. Sure. And I was kind of like, oh, we don't have to, I don't have to be like roped into like a specific thing. Yeah.
0: Where we're we're going or what we're doing.
1: Yeah. I can do anything. And a friend of mine that I knew from Oregon was like, hey, I just moved to LA. Um, I'm going to be like, I don't know, an actor or something. And I was like, you could do that? I was like, that's crazy. And I was like, that's really cool. Well, I, I've always wanted to like do comedy. Yeah. You know what I'll do? I'll move to LA with you once I graduate, which is in like a year. Right.
0: So suddenly this is like the wizard of Oz. It's uh-huh. just a bunch of people like with different dreams mm-hmm. on a golden path to find the wizard.
1: Yeah. 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 Right. And I was like, I guess I'll start writing comedy now and uh, And then once I move to LA I'll try open mics or something. So I started writing uh, jokes and right before that what I was doing was in my summer classes I was like doodling. I was making these like cartoons basically. And they were my first like jokes really. Because a lot of them were more words than and then like, oh, and then I'll draw a person. Yeah. You sure. know? But some of them were more visual. And I was posting them on like this really shitty website that no one went to. And uh, and then I was like, Oh, I'll just start writing jokes and forget the drawings. And then after handful of months of that i was like oh i should try an open mic before i moved to la so i drove to spokane washington right and did an open mic and um and and how was that it was actually really good i mean i have a tape of it and it wasn't really good right but
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that is the perfect description of everybody's first spot that goes well yeah, like yeah. you know because i mean often your first spot goes really well. There's yeah. a combination of excitement and it being the first night totally. and there being something in the air and all those sort of things that can mean that that first night uh-huh. just goes great. Yeah, yeah. But then if you look back on it, you're like, oh, oh there's no... Wa- I mean, I couldn't make... The, I, some of the jokes I did in that first set that got last, I couldn't make work now. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, there are a few jokes that I've held on to and I, I still will do from time to time. Oh, that's good. From that first set. That's which pretty is good. crazy because like that's, you know, I was, that's what kind of got me in the door was I was able to write decent jokes. Yep. Um, but zero personality on stage, just like a total nothing. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh,
0: it was weird that you got those cards made up. Decent jokes, <laughs> zero personality. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Call, call me.
1: Um, but so we drove, Spokane was like an hour and a half away from where I went to school. We drove there <clears throat> I brought my friends. I'm like, you're going to watch me. Yeah. And, um, we got there and like it was at this shitty club and they were they were like oh well this is a new night we usually do our open mics on sundays we were just trying to do two a week no one showed up not even the guy who's supposed to host it so we're not doing it and i was like oh i drove really, we drove here. drove really far and they're like well you can do it if you want there's just no one here right and i was like well this is weird and i kind of like forced myself to be like positive and like okay i'm gonna do this otherwise i'll probably never fucking do it yeah and um so there was like a, for some reason, there was a group of people eating dinner in the other room uh-huh. at a comedy club on a night that had no comedy. They're just like, well, we just I love mean,
0: people come to the comedy clubs yeah, for the food. We love
1: the onion rings. And we, so I was like, we come <laughs> in and watch me, you know, and then I made the cooks come out of the kitchen and all the people that worked there. So there was probably like, and I had like four people with me, so there was uh, probably like 15 people. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, how long should I do? And they're like, well, we usually give people like. Cause it's a small town. They're like five to 10 minutes. That's like a pretty good open mind. Yeah. And, um, but do whatever you want. No one right. else is here. So I went through like my whole notebook that I'd been writing on for like two or three months. And I did like almost 30 minutes. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of it was like, what am I saying? I'm right. just, I'm like, I'm just going to use this as a way to say everything that I have here. I did like the first 10 minutes that I was like planning on doing. And then I just went through my book and, um, terrible. I mean, like, like, nervous enough that I wouldn't have enough breath to finish a few sentences sometimes, <laughs> but also like fake confident enough to to try to sell things that I know now. Like, what were you thinking? Right. Like, that's such a stretch, you know? But, uh, and then I, I started going back every couple of weeks to that place. And it was good because I was instantly, no offense, but the most, that was the funniest person in that town, right? like f- from the get go. Uh, maybe not from the very get go. There was people who'd been right. there for a while, but like
0: uh, <laughs> no, there was probably word around town. they were like, he came in, he did 30 minutes <laughs> to his first set. Yeah. I mean,
1: but like after I like took that experience and changed what I was doing a little bit, I was able to like go there on open mic nights, which had crowds like yeah. these small town open mics had like, you know, 50 people at them which is crazy to think in L.A., you know, there's no one at an open mic because there's actual comedians performing across the street, you know?
0: Yeah, but, like, here's the thing about open mic here. Like, there's actual comedians at those.
1: Yeah, I know. Totally. Like, there's
0: open mics I go to here where there's no one in the audience that would be gala lineups in some countries. is that
1: crazy? Yeah, totally. But in this town, there was, like, you know, there's, like, 15 comics in the whole town. Yeah. And um, so I was able to use that as, like, this good confidence and so
0: did any of those people go on to like you know big comics outside Spokane no not
1: really I'm trying to think there's a couple I mean a lot of those guys are still there I think yeah Um, and a lot of them were just doing it for fun some of them were like literally long-haul truckers who they knew every Sunday to end up in Spokane like 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 dudes who lived like in Minnesota (laughs) who were like trying to make sure they were back for this open mic and um, there are some there are some guys there that were uh, pretty funny I'm trying to think there was one guy who actually grew up in Spokane and went to college in Spokane who at that point had already been on TV a handful of times and um, I'm not sure how we got maybe I sent him like a MySpace thing or something sure um (laughs) being like hey look at my first time on stage or you know i was one of those cool guys Uh i didn't know any better (laughs) and um he was super nice and helpful in that first like few years he was really helpful like he was he was like if you need to talk on the phone i'll give you some advice at least from what i know and he had already done like a half hour on comedy central okay cool yeah right and um his name is dan cummins He's he's a he's a very funny comic. Right, I and think I, he's I, done an hour on yeah, kind of Central as I, well. Yeah, I think
0: I know who did <clears> that.
1: And at that point, he was still living in Spokane, and then like after, I'm trying to think. Basically, I graduated and moved back to Oregon, and started going to Seattle and Portland for about six months, and then moved to L.A. Okay, interesting. But while I was in Spokane, I did this. Uh, they called it the amateur comedy competition at this club
0: like the the i'm really disappointed that he didn't call it spoken word surely that's <laughs> i'm sure it the exists number. there's gotta be <laughs> Surely
1: slipping and sliding <laughs> um, uh, you, so you, to be in this competition the rule was you you have never made any money in comedy ever oh yeah okay sure and it was basically a way for this um this fucking scoundrel of a club owner (laughs) to pack the place and not pay any comics and stretch. He stretched. I was like, this is like the ninth night of like first round. Like like this guy was in, already in the first
0: round i mean that's a great scam oh, like God. if you think about oh. it in reflection you're like no no no. it's not that i don't pay people i mean i can pay you but then you won't be eligible for the competition
1: yeah and also it's like okay let's get a bunch of comics who don't know the ins and outs of getting paid right <laughs> and so they're not mad when they, when i when i don't pay them when they win that's what I, hear
0: the, I hear the really funny ones terrible at maths yeah <laughs> <laughs> failed all these subjects yeah
1: you have to take a math test <laughs> to fucking be accepted um So, I would do, you know, I did the first round and they're like, you're moving on to the semifinals. And I went back to college. And Mm. then, like, a month later, I came back for that. And they're like, you're in the finals. I'm like, when is that? And they're like, it's in like two months. Mm. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) And um, I had already moved back to Oregon. So I was like, well,
0: it's a six hour drive. This has more qualification than the World Cup.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I, I guess i I mean, I have a good chance of winning and the money was, it was, you know, a couple grand. Right. And I was like, I'll come back. And sure. so I came back and I did win. And, um, <clears throat> afterwards the guy was like, good job. And I was like, so when do you pay me? Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're around tomorrow. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm leaving. And he's like, oh, we'll figure it out. And I was just like, okay. Like, I didn't know any better. Yeah. And then I kept having to call the guy Yeah, and it was like. It was like a year-long thing. I would call this guy like every week for a year, and one month I called him every day for a month. And he would have someone answer the phone, and every day it was like he's in a meeting, he's on a phone call, and I'm like, that's insane. I like wrote, I found it just recently. It's a piece of paper where like time and date and what the excuse was. And this guy was just such a fucking. It, like he was just a piece. So, of shit. did you ever get the money? I did, and in in a really terrible way. Oh. Um. <laughs> embarrassing very embarrassing oh, okay I thought this was right
0: so I I fucking see him. my dad worked for the forest and he knew where you could get rid of a body and no one would ever find it um, once a lumberjack always a lumberjack
1: yeah. uh, well, first of all, I thought it would be funny and also useful. Mm-hmm. I, I submitted the case to judgejudy.com and they like instantly oh called God. me and they were like, we're into this. This is great. A comedian oh versus God. a club owner. Yes. And I was like, I have nothing to lose. I'm a nobody comic. Right. And this would, I could be <laughs> funny. And it's true. I'm not <laughs> and lying. You, and
0: you've got a credit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Clubs. <laughs> I'll be like, you know, you might've seen him on Judge Judy.
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> and the, the benefit for him would be for judge judy some some of the court things are different but for a lot of them if you lose they, pay, the they kind pays. of pay it yeah yeah so if he, if he you owe him a two thousand dollars the show gives me two thousand yeah. dollars he just has to embarrass himself by being on tv yep. which i was like well the guy's a pile of shit you know, right. maybe he doesn't care maybe you can get some time off of those phone
0: calls and meetings yeah to... and you get a free yeah totally right. It'd be a
1: vacation and uh you get a free trip but he said no to it and then basically i was in town and that dan cummins uh had me like opening for him at some Spokane like theater shows. So I was back in Spokane and, um, I was like, I'm going to swing by the club and my parents were with me and I was like, you guys, please (laughs) just wait in the car. I'm going to surprise this guy. And I walk in and he was like, Oh, Hey, hey, Randy, what's (laughs) up? And I was like, Oh, not much. Need to talk to you. And he's like, Oh, about what? Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on though. He's like, hold on. Um, my other bartender's not here so i have to be behind the bar and i was like there's no one in here like you're not even open yet <laughs> yeah and uh, he just was like wiping the bar and like turning glasses around right. and i'm so, just like sitting there right across the bar from yeah. him and then finally someone shows up and he's like come on and he takes me back to his office he's like so what's up and i'm like you owe me a bunch of money and, and you're avoiding it and he's like i sent that to you like he's just like coming up i was like no you didn't
0: (laughs) i sent that to you and then he's like yeah that's why i've been calling you every day to
1: thank you he's just like an idiot and and he's like and then finally he's like i can't i can't pay you the taxes taxes wipe me out i don't have any money and like i at that point i that dan cummins guy was like yeah this guy don't trust anything he says like do that competition but no he's a fucking piece of shit. And um, his name's Chris Warren, by the way. I don't have a problem. He's a scoundrel, and he's a
0: big listener. He's, listens
1: all the time. He's he's reemerged. In, big supporter
0: of the podcast. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's reemerged. He in,
0: gave us two thousand dollars actually for our Kickstarter. Oh <laughs> man, just
1: got all sorts <laughs> just, of money. Yeah, he loves it. Um, but he's reemerged in Oregon now, and he's putting together shows and stuff again as um, as a thief again. Right. But um, there you go. He uh, basically was just like, "I can't pay you," and I was like, "Well, I guess I have to take you to real court now." Right. This is stupid, you know, yeah. and I left and he followed me out into the parking lot being like, no, where are you going? And then my mom was standing there and she's like, what happened? And I was like, he didn't pay me. And then he walks out and he thinks that my mom is like someone who's coming to watch comedy. So he's like, go ah, ahead, right. go into the club. And she's like, no, I'm his mom. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and she's like, you're going to pay him. And he's like, I can't, I can't. And and she's like, talked him into post-dating two checks she's like split it in half post-date both he's like when when can he's like well in two weeks from now maybe and she's like okay post date one of them for two weeks and post date one of them for four weeks and he did it and then um everyone told me they're like yeah you have to go to bank of america uh, right when they open on a tuesday or like right when that check clears because everyone that works for him is also doing the same thing right because no, no one's checks are clearing. And, and he had been paying headliners like half in cash and half in a check that he knew wouldn't clear. Right. So I got my money eventually, but it took a year. Wow. Yeah. And then
0: I-, I mean, that's an important comedy lesson, though. It's good because, I mean, at some stage, you're going to learn the lesson of someone terrible ripping you off. Yeah. And you learn it very early on. So, you know, it puts you in good stead.
1: Yeah, it's just insane. Well, yeah, it's, it's just like don't expect much. <laughs> it's like welcome to comedy. <laughs> If someone says they're going to pay you, they're
0: probably lying. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> they're probably not going to pay you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that will happen forever. Oh, God. By the way, there will never be a point where you don't do shit for free. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to the podcast, though, guys. We appreciate that. <laughs> I um okay. So uh, I want to talk to you about a couple other things. But um, firstly, it was your birthday yesterday. It was. And you don't even know what age you are. Well, you do know. But I do know. You got it wrong when I asked you before. I'm
1: really bad, actually. Now I'm starting like 30. I turned 31. Yeah, I'm a 31 year old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I turned 30, it was very easy for me to be like I'm 30. Right. And then 25. What I'm trying to say is we got to rework numbers. We got to figure out how sure. to because 27, 28, 29 were very hard to remember. We, we have to redo the number system.
0: Right. Do you feel like we shouldn't even be celebrating those ones? Maybe we should just, like, pull it back. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, we celebrate 16, we celebrate 18, we mm-hmm. celebrate 21 because they're big ones.
1: Totally. You know,
0: you can have a party at 25 if you want, but it's not a major one. We're really just not going to celebrate again until 30. Yeah. And then we'll, like, you know, we'll give you another one at 40. You know, then you just, every 10 years, you... Yeah, you know, up until then you're in your thirties. Yeah. That's what it should be. I'm in my twenties. <laughs> until you're in your thirties. Yeah, you
1: should only have a birthday every ten years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, that's what. Well, I mean, you're still having, but like, they're only major. It'll yeah. make us all feel better.
1: No, I know. I didn't have any t- type of anything. Did, no
0: celebration. No, no, did know. you have anything when you were 30?
1: Yeah, I, I put together a, a last minute thing. Do you know the restaurant Sizzler? Actually, it's in Australia. Sizzler. Yeah, okay. So know. I grew up on on Sizzler, and because uh, they had a thing where if you were 12, so all you can eat. Yeah, yeah. Sport. If you are 12 years old or younger you could eat for 99 cents this is when i was a kid Uh so my mom would take me there all the time but i was like a giant 12 year old so they were like they were mad. That, that, yeah, they was like, "This if is not my mom." Was alive. We need an exception. Yeah, yeah, like,
0: yeah. We need his ID. You're getting carded every totally. time you go to Sizzler. In
1: Sports. I, my my mom would always have to deal with other parents because they always thought I was older. Especially when I was when I was 12, I was like a foot taller than everyone that I was friends with.
0: You were the original Barack Obama. Everyone was like yeah. demanding to see your birth certificate. Yeah. I was like...
1: I was as tall as like all of my coaches and stuff when I was 12. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But... You are Sizzler's worst nightmare.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could eat more then than I can now. I would eat
0: all sorts of food oh right um, because you're growing too you're a kid totally like you can just eat all the time I didn't feel
1: full I was just like yes I know I loved it so what I did me and uh, Brendan Walsh who I do a podcast with it's called The Bone Zone uh, also on All Things Comedy yes Um, we had started hanging out at Sizzler and we started tweeting to them a lot so we had this like fun relationship with Sizzler and I decided I'm gonna have my birthday party at Sizzler and uh, I tweeted to Sizzler I am. i said can i have a band play at my birthday party and in that same tweet i tagged a musician that i really like his name is nick waterhouse Uh and um nick responded right away saying yeah i'll play your birthday party and then Sizzler responded with, like, you'd have to ask the location because it's up to the manager at the oh, location. Oh, the locals, local Sizzler. Yeah, so here, you know, here's the phone number yeah. or the email or whatever.
0: We as the Sizzler organization have no problem with your requests. but
1: yeah. we don't want to make you mad on, online, right? but we'll leave it up to, like, the franchisee to piss you off or whatever. Right. Um, so which
0: Sizzler were you going to?
1: Uh, in Atwater. Okay, you know where that is? No, nope. you know where like the Costco and the Best Buy is? Oh yeah, okay, across sure. the LA River. I do know. Uh, it's right in There's that There's a area. Sizzler there. There's a Sizzler okay. there. That's that's, right. that's that's the Sizzler that we go to.
0: Okay,
1: um, sure. And uh, so I called the Sizzler. The first person on the phone was just like, "We would never allow that." And I was like, "Well, your person who runs your Twitter didn't think it was that crazy." Yeah. Can I talk to your manager? And the manager was kind of like. How many people are going to come? And I was like, ah, not. A, I mean, like 30, 35. And I was like, they're all going to buy meals. right? Um, it's going to be a guy playing guitar and a guy on a drum kit. I, I, I tried to make it. I was like, oh, a musician friend wants to play. I didn't use the word band. right? And I also was like, the music he plays is really, it's like 50s, 60s R&B. He just played on Santa Monica Pier. It's music that everyone would like. And yeah, it'd be like Sizzlers put it on. Oh my gosh, yeah. And so he was like, okay, we'll section off an area for you. And so I had a birthday party where this like killer musician played and we had like a PA system and it was like pretty loud. Yeah. It was like a guitar and a full drum kit. And um, it was great. It was like no stress on me, you know. I didn't have to like a lot of times I take on too much. I'm like, I'm
0: gonna cook for everybody right, sure. or something.
1: And I'd have to clean up and it was super fun, star studded event.
0: No, I like that. Now, <laughs> tell me at Sizzler, because I've not um, been to a Sizzler since oh, yeah. I was, at college, at university, oh. uh, my, my friend uh, Vanessa Stoikov and I, uh, we were doing journalism together and we used to drive to a place called Tuggeranong. It was about a 20-minute, 30-minute drive from our university mm-hmm. where they had like a cinema and a Sizzler. Oh, okay. And so we would just like take whole days off. Because we're doing journalism. It was like six contact hours a week. You were meant to be doing a lot of other stuff. Yeah. We were doing a lot of Sizzler and movies. Yeah. Like one day we saw a movie called Demolition Man I don't know if you yeah heard. was yeah, right that, uh, Wesley Snipes yeah Wesley Snipes Sandra Bullock and uh, Sylvester Stallone yeah we went and saw uh, we went and had a Sizzler meal mm-hmm. we went and saw Demol- Demolition Man and we enjoyed it so much we went straight back in and watched it again
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> and then afterwards it had been long enough so we went back to back Sizzler back to Sizzler
0: <laughs> we loved Sizzler but that's about the last time that I've ever okay. done any serious and after that I stopped eating meat as well which oh, takes okay. away some of the joy of does. of your sizzler it does yeah. I mean they do have an extensive salad they bar, have a salad bar but it like when you get to an adult <laughs> the salads that they have at Sizzler suddenly become a bit like I'm not yeah. sure that I want to eat salad out of a
1: yeah, salad yeah. bar. It's okay, the Sizzler. You have to know what to get. Right. So what um, what are your tips? It's it's changed. What's, do you have a method? I have a method. Yeah. yeah so that's
0: have... I, normally when you find people who go to Sizzler, they have rules. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. No, I have like to... I have a friend uh, from Australia who's a big you know, buffet guy, uh-huh. <laughs> and he is like he's big on not filling up on bread. Like okay. that's his big thing. He's like you know at your buffet you can't fill up on. It's bread. It's tricky, yeah. It's like, what do you... So, talk me through what your approach is. Well, at
1: Sizzler now, how they do it, they have a menu. You walk in, there's a menu on the wall. Okay. And you can order entrees. And then you can also add an unlimited salad bar to an entree. Okay, sure. So, you can get whatever. They have steak and seafood and burgers and you know, pastas and whatever. Um, And within that menu, there are some things that are actually okay. And there are some things that you're like, "Eh, maybe not. Right. Or you can just order the unlimited salad bar. And uh, so it's a struggle to decide because they do sometimes have these deals where it's like, well, you can get a burger and fries and comes with a salad bar and it's like $12. Right. Or you can get the salad bar and that's $10. So you're like, for $2 more, I get the burger burger and fries. And then you can take that you just don't eat it. Right. But Because you can't take the salad bar. To no, but you can take the burger and fries. Yeah. Out. So then you're like, Oh, that's thank you. A, see,
0: that's a good method.
1: Yeah. And then you also, you're like, well, fries don't reheat very well. So uh-huh. then you start being like, we'll have rice and vegetables or you order things that, <laughs> that knowing that <laughs> right. you can reheat it later. And then you go crazy on the salad bar. Yeah. Nice. That's um, a good,
0: that's a good tip.
1: Yeah. And then within the salad bar, here's something that a lot of people uh, don't, don't
0: explore. Mm.
1: Um, there's different sections of the salad bar and you can, take things out of one section and then dress them up with the other section a lot of people are like oh i guess this is i just have a salad and then maybe i'll get some tacos over here but it's like no you can have a taco salad and you can put all that meat on the salad like you can you can really get inventive and like they bring you bread too. right so then I started opening the bread and going yeah. back in and making sandwiches. Sandwiches, yeah, it's yes. like, So it's like oh, I got, I just got a buffalo chicken sandwich now with blue cheese. See, but this is where your uh, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, chef
0: experience is coming <laughs> handy. You're yeah, starting, yeah. you're starting, you're like, you're, but you're basically like on one of those challenges on Top Chef <laughs> where they take like <laughs> yeah. the chefs in and they go, you have to reinvent an American classic or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they totally. take them into the Sizzler salad bar and go, well, what can you make?
1: It's tough because you don't have any t- source of like heating elements i guess you could like probably set something near the hot
0: bar and right. hope that the cheese melts uh, i mean you could bring in your own like you could have a little like little blow torch <laughs> yeah. or something, just in like yeah you your bring own, out your tools your your, like, your own little...
1: yeah yeah so i would do that or you could, like get the fries that they bring to you from the kitchen but then you take them back out and now you have like like chili fries. Oh go Crazy yeah. people. And there's stuff that's, that you can make that they actually offer on the menu. But if you make it yourself, it's free.
0: Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we wanted to do, we wanted to, Brendan and I wanted to do like a talk show from sizzler, right? Where we bring a new person every week to sizzler yeah. and kind of show them the ropes. And we would have like, that would be like the, the sizzler, whatever, do it yourself chef. That would be a part of it. Everyone has to go back in and re- reinvent a dish. Um, and then they have this cheesy toast that's uh, kind of
0: famous for that. I remember the cheesy toast. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's just bread yeah. with like butter and cheese and then they grill it. So yeah. the cheese is all like griddled and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty good. That is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but every time you leave Sizzler, you feel like you're going to barf. Like you have to be pretty careful. It's like
0: now okay so tell me about like in the preparation for it Mm. because when i was watching uh on uh july 4 i watched the hot dog eating competition right and so they talk about you know how they'll train for that you have to eat a lot in the time going up to it Uh but then in the 24 hours beforehand you're not gonna eat like because you have to get your stomach right whatever do you do any pre-preparation for your sizzler (laughs) time like is there will you have lunch the day you're going to sizzler for dinner for example
1: yeah, I guess it depends. A lot of times, the Sizzler idea is a very last-minute idea. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the benefit of Sizzler is that uh, if you're in a pinch on time, the food's ready. Mm-hmm. If you just get the salad bar, oh, yeah, yeah. they have a parking lot. Right. You go there, you eat, and you get out of there. It's right. fast, and there's always going to be available seating. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're not going to run into anyone you know. Right. <laughs> Like Brendan and I have gone there just to like write. Right. It's like you're not gonna get sidetracked with someone you know there, and they don't fucking care. You can sit there all day.
0: Oh, can you? Because that's interesting to me. Can you? Can how? Because would there be a time limit where you can't go back to? The I said you because you can't go from like lunch to dinner. Surely I don't at know. Sizzler. I
1: tweeted to them asking them that, and they'd I'd have to, re, to.
0: You'd me. have to repay, surely. Yeah. For dinner.
1: Well, yeah. I don't know. I think probably if you did it once, they'd be like, well. That shows a lot of heart. Right. You know? But if you were doing it every Regularly. day, they'd be yeah. like, okay, we need to now make
0: a sign. Yeah, we've we got a yeah new rule. <laughs> you the reason we have this rule.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you can, I mean, we've been like, we're not going to eat anymore. And we've sat there for hours afterwards. And they're just like, okay, that's fine. Literally. Now,
0: yeah, so it's never full. Like, because uh, this is the thing. In, in Australia, there was heaps of sizzlers. And now I believe there's only like one or two in the whole country yeah. because... You know, I, I think it was like an unsustainable business model, it's really. downsized.
1: They've changed their, like, because it used to be more of, originally it was just a steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And then they introduced the salad bar, and they're like, well, that's successful. So right. then they, like, made it all, they had all these different buffet areas, and they, they didn't really have that much of a menu. And now they've taken, now they have one hot food area and one salad bar, and they're trying to put an emphasis on the food, like the menu again it's actually owned by an australian company now like it's changed hands they've rebranded it a little bit and um but uh what was the question
0: (laughs) (laughs) no we just we just like to thank our new sponsors sizzler for being involved in the podcast
1: one thing brendan and i are trying to do is get we want free stuff from Uh them sure and um we we have been hassling them about we want embroidered leather jackets that have our names on them. Oh yeah. But they every time we bring it up they ignore that part of the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and one time we were eating at a different Sizzler we hadn't been to, and we tweeted saying that my birthday was coming up. This is like a year ago. Uh-huh. Saying my birthday's coming up in about a month, and then the manager of that location came out and was like, "Are you guys Brendan and Randy?" <laughs> and we're like, "Yes." And they're like, "Oh, our the person that runs our Twitter just called us and said that you guys were here. Um, happy birthday!" <laughs> and we got a picture with them and stuff. <laughs> we were really
0: embarrassed. If you got the show, if you guys like, if Sizzler came to you and went, you know what? It hasn't been great years for Sizzler. <laughs> Like, we need a bit of showbiz. Like, I mean, a lot of people are doing this now. Yeah. Like, I was reading an article in the paper just the other day about one of the hotel chains that is doing a series of online videos with Jim Gaffigan where, oh, like, okay. you know, and so he's shooting these funny things and it's just a way for them to promo the, mm. the hotel chain. Totally. So, Sizzler, you know, things haven't been, like, you know, Subway and Chick-fil-A and all those going, you know, ahead and ahead and ahead, mm. you know, big times for Chipotle and poor old Sizzler are sitting around. They yeah. need a little bit of... A bit of vibe, yeah, right? Into it. And so if they listen, yeah listening this or they start to hear about it from your thing and they say, well, w- they come to you and they go, okay, well, this is our big last roll of the dice. We are going <laughs> to last resort, Randy. Like, we're going we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> you got it (laughs) Uh, we're gonna set up like a you know a talk show here Uh, in the Sizzler oh god right so yeah you shoot it in the Sizzler like it's a live show like the like the meltdown like you know show (laughs) on Comedy Central so there's a crowd that comes in and everyone eats everyone eats oh god it'd be so So good so it's like a comedy club you know essentially where they're all eating right Uh, but instead of like you know waitresses and waiters coming along and trying to interrupt the show uh like people can just go off particularly Mm pre-show get their own stuff from the salad bar enjoy their meal if they need a little snack during it but you know you do like a variety show from sizzler that you both host you get celebrities in this is great branding for sizzler oh totally no totally like this is a good this is a good show
1: i know well we thought about it as would you be
0: willing to just change your last names to sizzler yeah yeah like if you guys were gonna be brendan and randy sizzler (laughs) like that was their big thing they're like the only thing we need is you both change your last name to sizzler
1: Or and I brought this up a few times, not for that reason, but yeah. I, I want to know what it's going to take to get like free upgrade, like free upgrade to unlimited salad bar always, like for the rest of my
0: life. Oh, so... That'd be pretty killer. Okay, so if they came to you, now, <laughs> again, we're just negotiating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've come to you and they said, look, we don't need you to change your names. That was a bit too much to ask. <laughs> we, we understand. Yeah, yeah. But we can't pay you. However... If you do the show, like, it'll go on TV and you get all the, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, everything that happens from it, you get. <laughs> oh, like, we don't own you, we're not, like, some sort of, yeah. this is not a Simon Cowell situation <laughs> where, like, he's going to be getting rich on your hard work. Yeah. Anything yeah. you get out of this, and second season will pay you. If it goes well, second season will pay you. Okay. But first year, we'll just cover the costs of the show. And you both get unlimited salad bar for the rest of your life. <laughs> Do we have a deal? Maybe. Oh, You get man. like the equivalent of the American Express black card or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like that's your, si- you get the Sizzler black card, green card was, or whatever. If it was
1: for the internet, I would, I would say yes. If it was for the TV, I would, ex- I would expect some money
0: okay yeah all right no yeah, yeah. for a net series yeah, yeah yeah no that makes sense but if it was just like an negotiation, internet show negotiation
1: if they're like listen because because we're like we'll put your name on as like a sponsor but all right. we get from it is free soundbar for the rest of our lives yeah. then i yeah i am in right <laughs> all right sizzler i think we uh That'd be so great. And also, it'd be fun to I actually go...
0: do think that's a fun idea for a show, though. Like, I mean... Yeah. You know, I know we were half fizzing around with that. Yeah. But yeah. I genuinely were like, I can see that show.
1: Totally. I and think that would be a be really great, fun idea. Then, like, the, the host and the co-host would also be sitting there with a plate of food. Right. <laughs> and then the guest would come up and then he'd be eating food.
0: But I just love even that idea that it, <laughs> could, it would all start with, like, what, you know, what they got from the bar. Totally. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you every interview, <laughs> it'd be really interesting to see what each... You'd be like, "Oh my God, Judd Apatow really likes that cheesy bread." Yeah, yeah. I, I've gone high for who your guest could be. By the way, yeah, I've yeah. Got, you've got, you've oh, got no. Judd Apatow we, we for your get, first no. episode.
1: No, no you get, usually the first people you say, if you're coming with a comedy concept and you're like, "We need a celebrity," the, f- the first name is always John Hamm.
0: Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he we'll hangs around comedy. He'll do it.
1: <laughs> That'll be great. He's a huge star. Loves comedy. We'll right. get John Hamm to do it. Yeah. Or Michael Sarah <laughs> yeah. or Will uh, Ferrell.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Anna Kendrick And uh, Yeah, just anyone Who we've seen around Oh, Michael Sheen He's dating Sarah Silverman I'm sure that we can Yeah, yeah (laughs) I'm sure that we can get him involved Totally Um, Speaking of uh, comedians And uh, comedy legends um, uh, Joan Rivers passed away today I saw that uh, Which I just thought uh, You know, would be worth mentioning Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to tell you a story That people who have Heard this podcast uh, Before Have heard before Uh, But it's my only story that I have, so so here oh, it totally. is. Oh, uh, I was lucky enough uh, many years ago. Uh, Joan Rivers was out in Australia touring or plugging something. I can't really remember what it was, mm. but I was doing uh, radio. I'm guessing I was probably 28. 27 28 i've been doing stand-up for about like five or six years at that six maybe six or seven years at that point mm-hmm. like things were going okay i had like a tv show and i had the like radio show and like but i was still young but the, things had started to go oh, yeah. go well and so we had joan rivers on our radio show which to me like someone who'd grown up i was yeah i was you know i was the person you talked about before. I'm the one who listened to the Cosby albums uh-huh. or listened to the yeah, Conley yeah. albums. And I knew so much about American comedy because I'd had to search down, like back in my day, it was like trying to find records or tapes, you know, like yeah. it wasn't like you go on the internet and just find stuff. Totally. So I just became obsessive about anything you could find that was recorded. And so I would, she would, had already been on my radar for for quite a while, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a real kind of pleasure to meet her and i was you know talking about the fact that I, I i had been doing that i was doing comedy myself and uh you know told her that even that night i was doing a show at the sydney opera house i was in the middle of this long run at the mm-hmm. sydney opera house now i lived in sydney so the sydney opera house is like on sydney harbor there's like the harbor bridge and the opera house is right there my house is like 15 minutes drive from there. Like So every night, like as the show would finish, I'd be like, thank you very much, good night. I would walk out the back of the opera house down to the the car park and get in my car and like 20 minutes after the show was finished, I would be in my house like done for the night. You know, because it's a month of shows. Like it's not like, you know, the first night you might hang around and have a party and a drink and the last night, but in the middle, you're just going to work and going home, right? So I have got home to my, uh, it's a Friday night. And I remember it because I was watching football Mm -hmm. and I was like in my tracksuit pants watching football in front of the television and I've got a phone call from the Opera House and that's really unusual. And I'm like, "Uh, what? And they said, are you still here? And I'm like, no, I'm at home. I'm watching football, you know. And they said, oh, um, Joan Rivers came to see your show tonight (laughs) and uh, her and her entourage have come backstage to say hello and I'm at home. (laughs) In my pajamas, <laughs> yeah, yeah. watching football. And there was no way that I could have, like you can't say, well, make her wait for half an hour and I'll you know, get changed and come back totally, in. Totally, yeah. So I don't have a, I mean, I, I was lucky enough to meet her, but I that's my, yeah. that was my, the only reason I really tell that again is I think that there'll be a lot of things said about her, And from comedians, I'm going to, I think you'll find really, really positive things. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of comedians, myself anyway, and I think from what I've seen online today, a lot of people admired her fearlessness right up until the end. She was always so funny and so sharp and Uh so willing to just, like, I mean, she said a lot of shit that I don't agree with or that I wouldn't say, but... I fucking love that she said it. Yeah.
1: And she seemed like she was saying it just for the comedy. Comedy. Where she's like, no, this is a joke and I have to say it. Right. Not not a lot of it seemed to have... Not all of it seemed to have a, a thought like a purpose, you know, it was just like no, it's funny. I want to do what's funny. There's
0: this I don't know if you've seen the documentary about her a piece of work. Yeah, yeah. There's that line in that where like Obama's just been elected and uh he's talking and he said, "Oh, first we had Jackie O and now we've got Blackie O." <laughs> and I'm <laughs> like I mean, that is I'm not sure that you should be, but that is a fucking great joke. It's like a, it's just it's a sharp a joke, yeah. funny, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like it was Anyway, um <laughs> The thing that I liked was someone as big as her on a night in Sydney mm-hmm. heard that some young kid was doing stand-up comedy yeah. and went and like got a ticket to the show and came and saw the show, you know. Like I don't know how they got the tickets, I don't know how any of that happened. Yeah. Because no one asked me. No one said, hey. Anyway, it's, I, I, it was it's, it, it. It stayed with me for a very That's long cool. time. That Definitely. I thought it was a very cool thing to do. So absolutely, it was very sad. Um, were you a Robin Williams fan? Was that something that
1: um, the whole? I mean, yes. Like you know, I guess since I moved to LA, and then there's like a death in the entertainment scene. It's a completely different thing than it was when I wasn't in comedy and living somewhere else. <sighs> right. For some reason, the Robin Williams one was the only one not maybe not the only one but it's one that i remember more specifically being like affecting me more mm-hmm. just as he cuz he seemed like more of just a guy you know what right. i mean and he also very much tried to be just a guy he really wanted to be at the shows and for someone that was as famous as he was um those people are usually harder to get to like right. if i if i really wanted to i probably could have gotten a hold of him for a comedic reason you know oh, what i mean Right.
0: if you if that i mean if that Sizzler show had got up Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean there
0: is a small chance that yeah, someone's yeah. gonna be like, Well, you know what, Robin Williams might do it.
1: Yeah, and like that was the thing that before you know, before he, he died, I would realize that and be like this guy is a huge star, right. For someone who's just dropping in to meltdown or just dropping in, because I mean, he, like, he dropped in in I Seattle mean, and honestly, other
0: than someone like a, like a Tom Cruise, like proper like international star, totally. Like if you think about it, over the period of time that he was a star, from uh, like Mork and Mindy, like through, it wasn't a point from Mork and Mindy onwards yeah. where he wasn't like a massive star totally. in some form, like Constantly. of all that time, but also all around the world. Uh-huh. Like in a way that some other, like, I mean, you know, these days we talk about people like, I don't know, like Louis or whoever, like mm-hmm. who's like, you know, these guys who in comedy are, you know, huge and doing you know, all this great work and whatever. Totally. But like Louis will never be as well known as Robin know. Williams. I think about that never. too,
1: where I'm like, this guy is so big right now. Oh, but then to be as big as Robin Williams was, he would right. have to go back into time.
0: Yeah, firstly and, he has to invent time travel and have
1: a thirty-year <laughs> massive career. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's like, no, you're already not to be like it's a competition, but it's not. But, but it's but. like you're you're already way behind. You'll never, you'll never be what he was.
0: Hey, um, I'm going to put this podcast up today, so you're you're doing some shows tonight. And now people might not listen to it oh, this okay. time, but yeah. let's tell them that, and then we'll tell them you know where they can find you um, in all the other places. I know you're at the uh, Comedy Palace tonight, which I've spoken about before on this podcast, which is above the Chinese restaurant.
1: Yeah, I'm there,
0: and I'm at the Josh and Josh
1: at Bar Lubitsch tonight in LA, which is just down the
0: road from um, here. That's a great
1: room, that Bar Lubitsch room. I like that. It is. I'm at UCB on Monday. Nice. Um, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at Randy Lidke, R A N D Y L I E D T K E. And um, next week on the 10th, I'll be on um, Adam Devine's House Party on Comedy Central. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, brilliant. And the week after that on the 18th, I'll be on Late Night with Seth Myers. Fantastic. So watch those.
0: Definitely watch those. Uh, If you're not in a place where you can watch those things straight away, uh, you know, those spots will always be available the next day online and stuff like that. So watch them, share them around. Yeah. Like, you know, if you enjoyed hearing Randy on the podcast and you're somewhere in America or in England or wherever you're listening to this in Australia, hit him up and let him know that you'd love him to come to your town because that's how he knows where the places that people like him are that you can go to. Totally. I'm
1: I'm trying to make a... um, a push to go to Melbourne next year. So we'll see.
0: Well, perfect. This is the, well, the first, yeah. So Melbourne, Melbourne. That's good. Sorry. No, good sucking up. (laughs) That was well done. Um, uh, the other thing I was going to say, and I uh, I did a big list of my all my dates on the start of the Matt Kirshen podcast, so I'm not going to go through them again, but I'm touring uh, right around America over the next uh, three months, and I've got some stuff back in Australia, willanderson.com.au, uh, LA Podcast Festival, uh, Charlie Clawson, and guest Charlie number one, Dave Anthony, together, so Dave Anthony's been guest Charlie number one. Okay. He's the most, uh, co- like he's been done nearly 50 guest Charlie spots, okay. right? <laughs> And Ch- Charlie and he haven't done the podcast together oh. since it went off, but at the LA Podcast Festival. Battle. It's coming together. <laughs> and Charlie, who used to do the podcast, he, um, he once did, he was a, when he was at uh, high school, he went on a missionary trip to India that he's spoken about before. Like, you know, it was a religious thing mm-hmm. and he was a young missionary to India. He's found the diary that he kept oh. as like a 16 like year old boy, oh, boy going to India. It's, he's going to read some of that out. It's going to be brilliant. Uh, one last thing before we go. Uh, you did set list the other night for the first time. We, we ran into each other at set list the other I night, did, which yeah. was a fun show. But I always like to know how people feel after doing their first set list. Yeah.
1: I, feel, I felt pretty good. I mean, I know I didn't have... I felt like I didn't have a good like trajectory. Like I didn't end perfect. Right. Like I had some good stuff in the middle. Uh-huh. And then the last few things were
0: just kind of like, ah, ah, oh well. And... um I yeah. thought but by the way, for like I thought for well, not just for a first go, for <laughs> any go, it's oh. at least it was a like, you know, that's most nights that's all you can hope for. Yeah, it's yeah. like hopefully you'll hit a few of the topics and you'll just cruise through the ones and like, you know, that you you're not really hitting. Totally. Um what about the actual experience? Like, how, how did it feel? Were you nervous about it? Did you? How did you feel afterwards? Were you able to sleep? Sometimes when people, sometimes when people do it the first night, you can't sleep yeah. afterwards because they're fast. I was definitely,
1: bust. I was definitely nervous. Yeah, leading up to it, and I thought it was at nine, uh-huh. so I was like planning on getting kind of drunk before it just right. to like soften the blow. Uh-huh. And then I was sitting in my living room, and it was eight, and I looked at my calendar, and I was like, "Oh, it starts right now at right. eight. <laughs> so then I like took a couple of drinks, and then. <laughs> and then got a cab down there and I was just like sweating and I made it worse because I was just like now I'm sweating and and uh but it went pretty good and when I got home I was kind of amped up and not ready to go to sleep right away I was just kind of like I don't know it's pretty pretty stressful my my goal was just to not come across as Cause that's the worst, you know what I mean? Like or if you're just if you don't look comfortable, yeah, like everything you say will be garbage, <laughs> right? Like you just have to be like, yeah, I know this is garbage, but I'm comfortable with that. And People are like, oh, that's great.
0: It's the pilot on the plane. That's all people are looking for. I say this all the time about stand up. Yeah, is that mostly what people are looking for when you walk on stage? Is the pilot on the plane? They're oh. looking for that announcement that they do at the start that mm-hmm. tells them we're going up to thirty thousand feet. We're going to the west. It's going to be this long. No one needs that information. They're There's not anyone on board who is like, oh no, the West. (laughs) Like they're saying that so that you can go, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Somebody's somebody's thought this through. Totally, I'm going to watch some episodes of episodes. That's weird. (laughs) That was a weird reference. I don't know why I was watching episodes. (laughs) Anyway, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Uh, Please check out Randy's stuff online. Next time I want to talk to you about, I've got. There were so many things I wanted to talk to you about today pranks i want to talk to you about pranks next time uh but thanks for being on the podcast absolutely thank you and we'll talk to you all again soon